listening to Aldrin Sampia on SAFM. It is 22 minutes after 3 o'clock. We're in conversation next with Wandile Sihlobo, Head of Economic and Agribusiness Research at the Agricultural Business Chamber. So Wandile Sihlobo will help us understand the ramifications of India's decision to ban rice exports. Currently, India accounts for more than 40% of world rice exports and the cut in shipments could inflate uh, global prices already pushed up by the crisis over the Ukraine grain export deal. Wandile now joining us on the line. Wandile, good afternoon and thank you so much for making time for us. I see that there's a statement from the Indian government as well, clarifying that it's not all um, grades of, of, of rice that will, be, that will be banned, but certain grades. But what informs this decision? Sure. Good afternoon, uh, Adrian. I, I, I think it's important uh, that you specify that point, but I don't think it changes the dynamics that much. Um, firstly, what informs India's decision? I mean, India is worried about inflation um, ahead of the elections. Uh, so that's that's the proper rationale that one is picking up from the statements from there and also in the, in the media stuff. But of course, when you look at the numbers, though, of inflation in general in India, it's actually been slowing because food inflation, I think in June this year, it was somewhere 4.5%, having eased if you were to compare the start of the year where it was almost 6%. So there is an issue there because I don't think that the narrative supports it. But be that as it may, the affected part of the exports uh, it makes up roughly 18% of the global exports of rice. So it's still pretty much significant, especially if you look at it in context with what you have mentioned, the developments in the Black Sea and the non-renewal of the grain deal there. So when you look at those things together, it does mm. add the upside pressures in global food uh, price concerns in general. What does it mean for South Africa, considering that India is South Africa's second biggest rice supplier? I mean, I, I think the, when you're looking at South Africa, of course, things are not as straightforward. But I do think that it's important to specify to the listeners to just position South Africa in the global rice space in general. Because as a country, Adrian, we don't produce any rice um, in, the, in here because it is dry. Rice does well in countries where it's reasonably wet. So as a result of that, we are the 11th largest importer of rice in the world when you look at South Africa and putting everybody else mm. there. We, we bring in a year roughly about a million tons of rice. Um, and of course, 90% is for us. And then the rest, we usually export it to our neighboring countries. The major country that gives us rice in South Africa is Thailand. About 74% of so far rice usually comes from Thailand. And of course, India, as you rightly put it, is the second largest, about 20, 21% share of that. What will be important in the near term, of course, is how long will India keep that ban in place? Secondly, how much rice has South Africa already imported? Which, looking at the numbers, in my view, I do think that we probably have a significant share that is already in here. But of course, anything that presents upside pressures on prices, it's something that we have to watch. Um, Fortunately for now, even if you look at the South African rand, it's reasonably stronger. And I'm bringing that into context here because these are things that we're importing. So the currency Mm. gets to be important. There are other things, though, in the world, other countries we could tap in, Pakistan, Vietnam, uh, Australia, China, all of those. And secondly, as a closing on this particular point, I mean, there's a lot of rice in the world. Just if you look at the numbers for 2023-24 global rice production. It's actually expected to be up by 2% 
and estimated it somewhere around about 525 million tons, which is why I was making the point that depending how long India will keep this in place, because it's not like a global rice supply is somewhat shrinking. There's actually an improvement in production. But of course, the context that we had mentioned about their worries on inflation is something that is important here. Yeah, but what about the the, the, the point that they raise around the El Nino? And even, for, for instance, with Vietnam as well, I saw a report that said that um, the export price for rice in Vietnam has also increased. Yeah, I mean, the, the issues of El Nino, of course, those are the important things because it means that the climatic conditions will, will be changing. It's something that even ourselves in South Africa will be watching uh, slightly different than them because it means here it will be much more drier in there. The rice prices in general have changed because, Adrian, you may remember last year that we were all worried that grain prices are going up uh, after the war and everything else. But if you were to look at those times, the prices that were going up were largely wheat, maize, and sunflowers. Rice was pretty much muted. It is only in May this year where we saw rice prices crossing 500 US dollars per ton. And then over the past few months, they started tapering on. So that's something. And, but as per the El Nino and their worries, the point here that I'm making is that if you look at all of the production statistics coming out of the International Grains Council, they are still remaining reasonably positive that we will have a good rice harvest in 2023-24 season. And they're not the only people that are making this point because just this week, for example, the United States Department of Agriculture does what many people in agriculture will know. We call it a WASTE report, which is the World Agricultural Supply and Demand Estimates Report. Even them, they, were, they agreed with the International Grains Council that globally, Yes, there are these climatic conditions changes, but they still think that we will remain above long-term average in terms of the rice supply. So these are things that anyone who's farming worries about the climatic conditions changes. But the data that is available for now, it still signals that the supplies will be healthy. So there will be these worries in all of the exporting countries, and these are things that are worth monitoring. But I wouldn't necessarily say we should be on a panicking mode per se, especially are those of us that are buying rice uh, from elsewhere in the world, like South Africa, which is the 11th largest importer of rice in the world. Thank you so much for your time. Wandile Sitlobo, the head of economic and agribusiness research at the Agricultural Business Chamber. 0614 104 107.